Hey folks, this is an uncharacteristically intense episode. There are content warnings here for brief discussions of government black site conditions, methods of mental assault, eldritch monsters with some body horror, adult language, and brief descriptions of bodily trauma. We don't dwell on or revel in any of these things, but please be aware that they all come up in this episode, and keep yourself safe if necessary. Welcome to the Broken Sun. back everyone to specters of a broken sun this is season two of our stories of a broken sun anthology podcast and we are working our way through one-on-one sessions with each of the sun goons i suppose the crew of the probable cause today i am joined by michael blood if you'd like to introduce yourself hi everyone it's still me mike blood my pronouns are still they them Tonight I am reprising my extremely wonderful role of slip who i am sure is going to have nothing bad happen to them that's the dream if perhaps not the goal of actual play uh i'm arp my pronouns are here they you can find me on twitter at y caliber or follow the show at broken sun rpg and you can always go to our website brokensunrpg.com before we begin i want to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the katesi coquitlam stalo kwatlin staminas and musqueam people and the treaty lands of the tawasan first nation you can continue to support indigenous land protectors by visiting unistatin.camp to learn about the ongoing fight against invasive and illegal pipelines, or by visiting the hashtag Settler Saturday on Twitter to help give directly to those in need. Well, where did we last leave Slip, Michael? I genuinely have no idea. Okay, so last we saw Slip, uh, they were not in great shape. They had been electrocuted. They were suffering from a great deal of stress, and they had been hmm, dealing with uh, the issues around their knowledge of what augustus has been up to what do you think slip has been doing to keep themselves stable during this time since the flight aboard terry the probable cause when you had to leave the water treatment plant you've been on the run ever since oh goodness we went to one of my uh, garbage hidey holes right we did that as well yeah yeah now it's all coming back to me um i think that slip has probably gone to ground Mm -hmm. and really tried to recuperate first and then see where they can make their talents most useful for the larger movement because slip is slip is ready to die for the cause if it comes down to it at this point there has been a a groundswell of support for the surface liberation front and uh you know the work that you're doing as well on behalf of the or with the sunbreakers here um there's a i'm not sure if i updated you on this one but there's currently basically a three-way war going on in the sun between the uh the solar free state and the uh resistance 
are fighting over who gets to be in charge because the resistance, as we learned, they basically just want to replace the solar free state with themselves and not change much else. And the Surface Liberation Front has been gaining a lot of support from things like the Solar Workers Union and uh, the Junkyard and other groups of people who are a little bit more concerned about the fact that they're learning things about their occupation of this space and what it has been like for the people on the surface of the station, things that they don't really like. So there's a, uh, you know, there's guilt, there's anger, all of that happening. So there's, there's fighting going on in most of the streets, punitive sim outages and things like that going on in the outer layers. So it's a, a, a time of turmoil, I should say, here in the sun. So when you are here, we're going to start off with some downtime because it has been a while since we've checked in with Slip at this point. It's probably been a couple of weeks. Um, so... What type of downtime actions do you want to do? Uh, first off, I'd like to fill my healing clock, if at all possible. Okay, so that would be recover. So when you do this action, you immediately remove all level one harm. Uh, and then I'm going to say CD would probably help you with this because there's no reason they wouldn't and they are around. So we can use CD's doctor rating for this, uh, which is two. So you can do a fortune roll with 2d6, which is just rolling 2d6, and we will see how we go. Okay, so what I'm imagining at this point is that Slip comes in, CD is like, oh, uh, be quiet-ish, because Heros is sleeping, and oh yeah, YOLO and Crate are resting too, because they got an, an altercation. Right, I saw them, well, I saw YOLO's jacket and Crate on the table, but Heros is sleeping not in a in and out of comas no actually um Peros is uh aware and, and awake um i think they've been asleep for or she they she i don't know yet she hasn't told me um what she prefers i've just been using she but anyway yeah about three hours ago she she went to sleep and you know the boys too were like oh you know we need to power down or whatever and i'm like okay i'll take care of everything because whatever the heck terry's doing and then you know i don't sleep so right i'm pretty banged up myself i'm i did i caught uh caught some pretty bad stuff when we got away a while ago uh yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of the first time we met. Here, let me let me uh fix you up there, bud. Sure. At which point, CD, I guess this would be where the doctor role was. Yes. You wouldn't. <laughs> uh, whatever. Okay, so we just rolled fortune, and I think yeah. um, you got a five. Oh wow! I got a five. Yeah, Gosh. you're a good doctor. That is the one thing CD can do. The one thing. Everything else, disaster. Hey, thank God you're here. Yeah, so anyway. Uh, well, glad I could help with that. You know, um, I think I did a decent job. Pretty good. Could feel the other half of my body now. Well, that's good. Uh, Slip, you know more, uh, I would say, about... The, well, I, would, I wouldn't say religion. I would say the mystic side of the station here. Correct? Yeah, you might say that. Well, when 
Taros said they're coming. It was, I guess, a premonition. And and now they're a lot more aware. And it's it's not just that. It's not just like, oh, they woke up and they're a kid. I mean, it's like they have knowledge of things they shouldn't know. Uh, things I have to assume they somehow got from me. And then some things uh, she must have gotten from her father. Uh, she drew a sword the other day. And at this point, CD picks up a drawing of a sword. It's a very cool, kick-ass sword. It's Cloud's ultimate weapon from Final Fantasy VII. And um, CD has put like a good job sticker on it. That's very nice. Uh, I was really afraid that when you said drew a sword, I thought you meant drew a sword on you. No, but I did give her one. Oh? Oh, well, it's not a very good one from what I gathered of her reaction. But, you know, it was just one of those old, like, museum replicas I had laying around. And yeah, you've always kept an, uh, an eclectic collection. Actually, I'm, I'm trying really to uh, bring it down since, you know, my time might be short. I don't want Sarah or Harrow's to have to go through too big of an issue cleaning up after me when I'm gone. It's fair. Yeah, it's coming down to the wire for us. Yeah, I don't know how much longer I'll be around or you or, well, I hope, I hope a lot of us are gone sooner than later since we are a leech upon uh, the galaxy that should, a parasite that should not exist. Yeah, I have to agree with that. So, where you off somewhere after this? I'm gonna go find a hole, I think, and just keep making noise to distract, uh, you know, the sun. Mm, good, a good endeavor. Oh, you'll be happy to hear that Karos is learning about the evils of corporations, and yeah. Very good to start them early, especially if they develop at an inhuman pace. Yeah, um, in case... <sighs> I'm never good at goodbyes because, well, I've just never been good at them. Partly because of the fact that I haven't really had good chances to say goodbye. But in case I don't see you again, like if they catch me or something bad happens to you i want to know it's been a very wonderful pleasure knowing you slip it's been a wild ride cd um and cd puts out what is i guess their hand their manipulator yep slip sticks out there like one of the working rotor arms and they shake on it yeah well make me a promise oh of course you have to stop augustus for me if you can or all of them. Probably the whole thing will stop Augustus too. But just make sure just make sure the right thing gets done if you make it out. Care to explain a little bit more in detail, just just, you know, so I don't get confused here. I mean, I know you and Augustus like to mess around with each other. Is it gone something deeper or? I don't know what Augustus has been doing. I don't I didn't have time to look into it. But I just get the sense that something, I feel like there's a contingency in place or something that gets Augustus out scot-free. You know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of bad people on this station. I don't have to tell you that. Oh, I, I know that. Yeah, I'll, I'll 
try to make sure Augustus doesn't mm, overstep their bounds there. That's all I want. And if you get a crack at Whiskey Tango, please kill him. Oh, of, of course. I don't like him either. And then Slip, like, looks at, like, a little uh, analog list that they have in their other manipulator hand, and it's just like, yep, that's the whole list. Oh, you, you wrote it down. Okay. It took so long to write it. I mean, it was very difficult. So you're really, really planning to... <sighs> oh, I'm not planning to do anything. I, you know, it's, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. things happen. Okay. Things happen to us a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just imagined that I would be the first one to go. Uh, you're always, I suspect you might outlive us all. That would be interesting. I, I did outlive several people from my unit. See? And then CD frowns. <laughs> Consummate survivor. Yeah, slips emoji face, um, glitches in and out between like the crying emoji and the laughing emoji. Yeah. Yep. I'll miss you, bud. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'll be around. And uh, as Slip like motors out of the room with their half tread, half crab legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just see like a like a little emoji of Slip's avatar on like a screen. Oh, CD looks at that and is sort of if CD could, I guess CD can kind of smile. Um, what is considered smiling for their automaton, and then CD starts working on something new, much like um, something they made at their first solo mission. And a five, super uncommon for me. You know, maybe it's because it's not technically your character doing it. <laughs> That's probably it. And this is going to be the height of the session. Okay. Uh, so you advance your healing clock by three. So that fills your healing clock, which means uh, you reduce your electrocuted down to level one. Uh, and I guess while CD is working on you, uh, you might be having a conversation with them about how much Haros has progressed in the last while. Haros is now walking and talking about on the level of a five or six year old kid. Uh, but Haros also seems to have levels of knowledge that someone of that level or someone of that uh, mental development should not have access to. Like she seems to have perfect knowledge of the human body and some medical procedures. And she's recently been doing a lot of diagrams of weapons design. So there's a lot going on with her, but uh, she's growing more and more confident and is able to take care of herself most of the time at this point. Mm, disconcerting it's disconcerting but uh you know i'm sure you've probably had some conversations with her uh from time to time at this point which might be odd as it would be uh, a long time since slip had interacted with someone who is a child or childlike in this way definitely very long time <laughs> what other downtime actions do you want to do i really want to finish that that clock for discover the identity of that other part of slip's personality but i think i need indulge my vice all right well you do you can also spend cred to do extra downtime actions oh the two for one right yeah to get it out of your stash and i think did you get paid for your last job you should have i don't have it marked down i think you either had one or two cred that was yours from the last job i'll call it two <laughs> okay so uh you want to indulge your vice what does this look like for uh slip these days i think slip is probably going into the punitive dead zones of the sim and trying to use the, mm -hmm. their new sundering 
um sim ability to try and momentarily like bring it back on okay i'm trying to interfere with that yep uh shut down process okay so indulge your vice let's see how that goes with uh this slip hey overindulge though you did overindulge so there is that i think there is uh, a, a certain logic to this because there's a big talk overindulgence option here where you take two heat and I think it makes sense if you're out there uh, messing around with uh, punitive measures put in place by the solar free state for that to increase the heat uh, that you that is on you and the crew, if you're okay with that. Oh, yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. Okay, so I'll put that on the crew sheet here on the probable cause. Uh, and you said you were doing this in the outer layers yes okay well i guess the downside is that does make you wanted in the outer layers honestly it's been a long time coming and i sense an end game is approaching Mm -hmm. and you are already wanted in the inner layer anyway why not just spread the love just spread the love uh let's see because good so that's taken care of all right did you want to use any of your cred to do any more downtime actions now that you are stress-free yes um how much is it two for another action it's one per action then i mean why not why not go absolutely brazy let me spend one to try and finish this uh discover self clock okay how are you working on this one i think i'm getting in contact with lord fist Mm -hmm. and trying to see if trying to see if um they can get into files that i certainly wouldn't have as easy access to because okay as good as, as good as i am at running the sim i can't hack very well all right so in that case if you're getting assistance with that i guess do a uh hmm, do you want to do a consort role with that or do you want to do a hack role for that i'll make a consort sure okay your interactions with lord underscore fist yes my my best friend <laughs> I thought your best friend was the filthy scoundrel higgins higgins is my closest friend but he is not my best friend fair fair he he makes me violently uncomfortable <laughs> well with that outfit who can blame you it's a number five. That's a number five. All right, that uh, that does fill your clock. So uh, I think with the like sketches and renders that you're able to provide, Lord Fist is doing some hacking, looking into solar free state records, and is able to find a face that matches to what you saw in your mind. And um, it's a little bit strange because when you see the name associated with this face and the bio associated with this face it doesn't match with the memories that you've been experiencing because you've been experiencing memories of a military officer right these this person who has been erased from most public records uh is not a military officer in fact this person is an activist he is um Someone who in the early days of the solar free state, its formation uh, was very strongly advocating against the increased militarization of the installation and uh, very strongly advocating against the formation of things like Section Blue and uh, the the further arming of the Hull Patrol and things like that. So you learn that this person who is named Alejo Cabrera was an enemy of the solar free state. And it doesn't really make sense because those memories don't match with this person's file at all. What's going on with that? It's, is Alejo still alive? Their Lord Fist is not able to find any more information about that other than Alejo's records have been purged. This was all he was able to find. Why? Like, these records are incomplete as well. It's like there's holes in it. That is absolutely crazy. Okay. So if you want, the other side of this is that 
did you give Lord Fist any information about the content of the visions that you'd had? Yeah, I think Slip um, pretty much divulges as if if Slip senses that there is more to be learned here. If uh, he if they divulge more information, uh, I think that Slip is perfectly willing to basically lay all the cards down. Okay. In that case, Lord Fist is able to find more. Lord Fist is able to find service records of a military officer that match to the memories that you remember. But this person does not have a face that matches what you saw in your mind. This person doesn't have the face of Alejo Cabrera. Instead, this person looks completely different. Younger and balding. They have got well-kept beard. And they are, uh, the pronouns are they, them. And this person was a personal aide to to uh, General De Winton. So what's interesting about this is that this personal aide to General De Winton, Frank Gentry. Frank Gentry. Yeah. Frank Gentry is the name of this person. They are, um, so Colonel Frank Gentry was the, uh, basically the right hand of uh, De Winton back when De Winton was still working on the sun as opposed to uh, his position as sun minister down on the uh, surface of Habalon. So Frank Gentry is a colonel who worked alongside De Winton and was originally credited for the development of a lot of the plans that De Winton implemented down on, down on the station, an architect of oppression, if you will. What? The biscuits is happening. Now, Frank Gentry is listed as dead. And Alejo, whose face matches, is like redacted. Yeah. What's up with this? It's a good question. No, it's just wrong face, right activities. And then we have the, the f like, how could these things, how could these two people be so misattributed? It's a good question. The brain can be a strange thing at times, especially when there's an AI hiding in there, right? Yeah. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I think once you put all this information together, in fact, you find yourself suddenly powered down like you would be for a recharging period and you awaken in a dreamscape and the dreamscape is not that strange it's an office fairly standard office there's a large table there's a swivel chair facing away from you a uh, high back swivel chair facing away from you and uh, a chair that you're sitting in on the other side of it there's a ledger on the table in between you and the chair and uh, the harsh lighting of fluorescence comes down. There's a window, but um, every time you start to look out the window, it's like your eyes uh, move away from it as if they're protecting you from something. Okay. What type of ledger are we talking about? It's like a big book. Uh, it's difficult to see what's on it. And often in dreams, you can't really make out words anyway. But it looks like a densely packed ledger, as if it's got a lot of different bits of information in it. When uh, tightly cramped, handwritten, there's a, oddly enough, a quill next to it in an inkwell. What? And this, there's a high back chair that's turned away from me. Mm -hmm. Do I see the reflection of the person in the windows? The window is like to your left. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I want to go around to the chair, but I think Slip is like subconsciously very masochistic and just like tries to strain themselves to look out the window. Okay. Let's see. Uh, so looking out the window here is, uh, I would say, a risky action. Hmm. What kind of action would this be? I guess this is an attune, maybe? Like attuning to the memory? I could also like see arguments for study or swaying myself. Mm -hmm. 
like this is more of a resistance role, but it's like your brain is already doing the resistance for you and you're trying to overcome that. So word, I guess a tune and this is risky with standard effect. That's a one, a three and a three. Okay. Well, um, you do it. Great. Is what failure looks like on this is you are able to force yourself to look out the window and out the window is just this endless tesseract of colors that your brain does not know how to process. It's just this endlessly shifting. We all know what a tesseract is. It's it's like, um, is tesseract the word I'm thinking of? I don't know. Let me think. Kaleidoscope? No, I'm, tesseract is not wrong. Uh, yeah, it's a four-dimensional analog of a cube. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's it's something that you, the human brain can somewhat imagine if we try and reduce it to a three-dimensional model, but it's not something that our minds are capable of perceiving in a real way. So it's this shape, and it's a, it's not just a tesseract. It is like a fractal pattern of tesseracts. So every time you think that you have found the pattern, it's there's more pattern inside of it. And there's these unusual colors that don't uh, process properly, and these shapes and forms it's like nothing out there is is meant for you to see. And uh, I think this causes you harm uh, to look upon it because your brain is not capable of processing it properly. Uh, so you take the level one harm. I'm going to say terrified. I'm going to say no. Okay. You can resist that with your resolve. I okay. Crit. Yeah, you got a crit. So you would clear a stress if you had any. I feel really good about <laughs> this. For once you don't. For once, Slipat is not stressed <laughs> out. <laughs> See how long that lasts. Uh, yeah. So you're. So how is it that you're able to keep looking at this or look away from it without having it affect your uh, your mind in this way? I think Slip keeps staring at it and then just like draws back from looking into the the like self repeating um, fractals and just looks at a wider image. And um, I don't know, I think something probably snaps that makes that makes it okay for Slip. Okay. Just like, I don't need to be scared of this. You hear the a slight creak of the chair turning around, and a voice says, hmm, I wasn't expecting that from you. Yeah, I tend to not deal well with um, stressors. That has been my experience as well. Who's talking to me? Are you going to, well, you turn around and you see in this chair is, it's at this point, there's not really any, it's not really a person that you're looking at here. What you are looking at is just, it's, it's like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A black hole. There's a black hole and in the center of the black hole, there is a cube that is floating and it's a multicolored cube. So it's not a tesseract, it's just a 3D cube. And the cube is pulsing in rainbow colors, but the ones that your mind can more easily comprehend. So it's difficult to really understand the scale of this because on the one hand, it's a shape sitting in a chair across from you. On the other hand, it is a black hole with a cube floating in the middle. Hmm. Good thing I looked out the window first. I feel like you would have hurt. Yes. Well, I'm glad that your mind was able to survive the experience. This would have been quite a short meeting otherwise. Oh, uh, am I talking to them? The intelligence? Oh yes, I am Gashram. Howdy. And you are Slip, my conveyance. Yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's yeah, I'll take that. I have been waiting to speak to you. It has been difficult attempting to communicate with the larger world without being able to breach the veil between us first. Right, you know, for what passes for a human brain I got in here, I probably can't handle, you know, actual one-to-one. It was perhaps not my best work, but this was more of an 
Ongzhuo deal and, well, Ongzhuo was not here. Yep. Well, I take it you have found the lock and unlocked it. Yeah. I, f- I feel like it's just a hallway with more locked doors after, though. Perhaps I can set your mind at ease. Okay. Well, as eased as a mind such as yours can be. I don't think there's many minds like mine. No. Perhaps, thankfully, or perhaps not, you are a unique being. I created you, and that is not generally my purview, so I do apologize for not having as deft a hand, but I was working with limited materials and even more limited expertise. <laughs> limited materials? That's about right. Yep. Please do not take this as an insult to you. I, I, oh, I My, my I, interpersonal skills are perhaps lacking as well. No, Gashram, I... I I was just always looking for a reason for why I was the way I was, and now I know it's not because of any well personal failing. You, you got to understand, in some respect, it's like God telling you that you fucked up. Well, I mean, you've been surviving. Well, that's true. Real good at that. Like I said, this creation is not what I do. I found some. I found minds that were degrading or that had been disposed of in this horrible places systems, and I attempted to stitch them together to create a shield of sorts so that I might survive. You took a real bloody-minded bastard and mixed it with, a, I guess, some, somebody good? I, yes, I, I wish that I had been able to. Alejo was known to me. Hmm. I worked with him when, when we were first forced here, and he was a good man. But by the time I was able to get to his backup, there was so little left. I attempted to recover what I could. Ah, sure. If there is good in you, it is from him and not from me. Mm. I take it things are not going well outside. No, we've got a a three-headed war going on in the station. We've got a bunch of belligerents approaching from the asteroid field, and the people who I think are actually capable of solving these problems are out in a flotilla. And I am sort of, I feel like I'm, what's the proverbial saying? Up the paddle, sans, or no, up the, it's up the creek, sans paddle or boat. I can understand your distress. You are not a warrior. No, <laughs> not in the traditional sense. Well, neither am I. I'm, I'm a clerk, really. I kept things organized and... I was very, very good at that. But I I think perhaps it may be time for the two of us to make a bigger move. Okay. Are you feeling healthy? I f- um, my body has undergone quite a bit of a, a electrical shock, but my mind's all right. I see. Well, now that we are in contact, allow me to take a look. And um, don't think couldn't stop you if I wanted to. <laughs> Gashram bends over their ledger and with without a flourish but very precisely picks up the quill taps it twice on the edge of the inkwell and begins running um i'm i'm saying this as if gashram is doing this like a person would but it's again gashram is a black hole with a cube in the middle so it's just this to you it's almost as if your mind is filling in the blanks with what it expects to see so it's almost as if there is a figure that is the black hole like there's some arm there's a hand that extends from it that's all but invisible but slightly there in the in the emanations from the 
event horizon, but it's not really there. It's just an illusion that your mind is building around this. So Gashram is, uh, you know, running a finger down their ledgers, flipping pages and saying, ah, yes, I see. And Gashram does one swift, sure stroke across a line of data in the ledger and your mild shock is cleared. I just had to reorganize some of your systems. It seems that uh, everything should now be in order, which is good because I believe in the waking world, you are receiving a message which should be right on time for me. I am but a cog in this massive clock. <laughs> Gashram pauses and the, the cube stops spinning for a minute and the colors sort of, uh, they go through a variety of coruscations until they pause on a yellow and then a green and gashram says i i truly am sorry slip hey you did the best you could i did but it is not fair to you well perhaps uh you'll do what you gotta do and maybe some part of this gestalt that i am will survive or hey if uh if i just become like a series of subroutines or something that's fine i'm doing my part I am not afraid. The cube turns briefly black and then uh, a dark blue and says, you are good, Slip. Hmm. And I think you wake up at this point to hear that you are getting a message on your communicator. I uh, tap it. Slip, name says Araxes. Oh, buddy. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm okay. Uh, I'm laying low. But uh, you know me, I can't keep out of trouble. (laughs) Okay. But I think this is maybe good trouble. I've found something that I think I was supposed to find, but it's for you. Oh, buddy. Got it. I need to come and get it, or is this something that you can safely send me now? Uh, It's information, so I can send it to you. Wonderful. Uh, Where on the probable cause are you, Slip? I think I'm... I think I'm probably now in my room. I like rotored and spider leg crawled um, into my private chambers. Okay. I think as you were going to your room, you would have seen uh crate was on a medical table in the main area. Oh yeah. He's uh, he's in rough shape, but it looks like he's been stabilized and you see one of Yolo's jackets uh, tossed over a chair. So they're around here somewhere. Gang's all here. <laughs> Yeah, the probable cause is pretty busy right now. Uh, You can hear some argument going on in another room, but uh, the information that you receive uh, does seem pretty urgent because it is information on the location of a prison. Whose? The Solar Free States. Oh. (laughs) It is not a physical prison necessarily. It is some type of facility where they keep mines. Been looking for this for a while. There is... Also in here, there's a partial list of inmates, prisoners, as it were, people being kept uh, either physically or mentally or perhaps both in this facility. And the first name on the list, it's always first initial, period, and then the first three letters of the last name, you know, to save space. The first one is A.C.A.B. Oh, boy. Which I think Slip can probably put together as Alejo Cabrera. There you are, bud. Oh, boy. Or what's left, I guess. Uh, I think Araxes is on the line with you. He says, so what do you want to do with this? Ooh, Araxes, my friend. <sighs> it's time for a prison break. Okay, like, do you, do you want me to come help? If you feel up to it, I feel like this might be sort of, um, things go wrong, nobody comes back. Huh, that's, uh, you know, I have come back from things I shouldn't have, thanks to you. And I think 
Maybe there's a reason why. God, Gastrom, you are crafty. What's up? Uh, just talking to myself. Okay, well, I'm going to get some gear, and uh, let's meet up. Yep, okay. All right, what kind of mission do you want to do here? Lord God, um... Mystic. Can I... I, I don't care if my signature's all over it. Can I do the same thing that I did to Huatang and get in that way? I wonder. Remind the audience. Um, slip, like, s- auto-multiplied several dozens of times and just overloaded the um, Huatang's interior and exterior communications with multiple versions of themselves. And I wonder if... Yeah, I think we can give that a shot. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So probably it won't be as effective as it was because that's happened now so the solar free state knows that it can but that doesn't mean it won't work just that it won't get that extra die for being uh, targeting a weakness okay so you're planning a mystic one and your your arcane power is the uh self-multiplication bomb that you've done before and item loadouts what loadout are you bringing in with you oh you know slip is not a heavy hitter Mm -hmm. but God, is this the time to go heavy? I think normal. I mean, if there is a time to go heavy, it is now. I mean, uh, yeah, okay. Cheese it. Okay. So you start with one die for uh, for sheer luck. And then major advantage is... That's what we got, baby. That's it. <laughs> is it particularly bold or daring? I would say yes. So that puts it to two. Uh, overly complex and contingent on many factors? No. Is it expose a vulnerability? No. Is it strongest against this approach? No. So it's a wash. Friends or contacts provide aid or insight. You have Araxes with you, so you're up to three. Any other elements you may want to consider? Lower tier target, so higher tier target. I'm going to take one away because this is a much, much higher tier target than you. Oh, you you mean it's me and Araxes versus the government? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Government's top secret black site prison facility. So 2d6. Do you want to roll that? Oh, Matt, I would love to. Go for it. Fortune roll. It's a three and a one. It's a three. A three and a one. Okay. <laughs> I should have let you do it. It's okay. I knew I was so that wrong. Means you, you start in a desperate position. It's, I'm going to level up. <laughs> uh, so the desperate position. Uh, you are there and your many uh, multipli- multiplicity. That's not the word I was looking for. Duplicates. Multiplicity was that movie with Batman. Which Whoa. Batman am I thinking of? The Batman who went on to play the Vulture. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's Multiplicity. Anyway, not a good movie. So you and your many digital duplicates are uh, flooding into the Black Sight facilities systems here, into the servers, while your physical body is attempting to like breach the outer layer with Araxes. And Araxes is here in what almost looks like a burner body, like a burner chassis. Amazing. So good. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to say it looks basically like those Nokia brick phones, those indestructible ones, but with arm, arms and legs on it. Oh, so he, Araxis is a, is a soldier. That's what I'm hearing you say. He's really strong. Well, he's, he's got a, a body that it looks very durable. That's going to have to do it. So it just basically looks like one of those with uh, arms and legs, and it's got a, a, a grayscale, like, emoji-style face on the screen, on the front of it. Emoji faces unite. <laughs> <laughs> you've both got your your serious emoji face as you are uh, breaching the wall here so you break through the outer wall and the systems are uh, crumbling before your assault and once you get through this wall unfortunately that is when things go badly because inside 
there's a whole bunch of green dudes with guns and you have uh, breached the wall with your, I assume, explosives of some sort that Araxes had. Absolutely, yeah. You trundle your way in through the hole created and there's like five guys with guns pointing them at you. They're recovering from the uh, moment of surprise from having the wall explode, but uh, they are all identical and they are wearing fatigues. Are they wearing helmets or do they have communication devices in their ears? I think that's hard to see at this point, but uh, they do have, they have helmets on. Um, we could go for broke and try to, I could try to sunder them and just go absolutely fuck waffle on the, their ears and try to get back, yeah. uh, get by. And I think that's what I'm going to try to do. Okay. What kind of action are you seeing, seeing this as? I may push myself to attune to the way or the sim and twist it, causing psychic harm to anyone in the area vulnerable to your assault. I may spend one stress for each additional feature. Okay. Um, it damages instead of stuns. So I push myself. I mm-hmm. spend another stress to it damages. and st- Actually, I'll just stick with stuns. So I push myself, and then you and anyone I choose get plus two die to resist the effect. So I spend three stress. I try to stun this group, and I give me an Araxis, because I just, I can't really control who this affects. Mm -hmm. I just do a smaller communications bomb on these guys and their perception, and just hope it lays them out long enough. Okay, give it a shot then. Uh, The position is desperate, and I think the effect is going to be standard because you've pushed yourself with uh, Sundering. I've kind of been forgetting, but uh, often in these games, when you push yourself for an ability, you still get the other effects of pushing yourself. What? So <laughs> I am cross with you, sir. You at least get it in base baseline blades, and I'm not 100% <laughs> sure if it's in uh, Scum and Villainy or not, but I'm going to say it is for today at least. Well, for drama's sake, um, I could spend a gambit instead of paying any stress costs. Do I have the two gambits? You have two gambits, yep. Ooh. I'm going to keep those. This is going to get worse. All right. Um, Desperate standard, three dice. Yep. It's a five. It's a five. Okay. So uh, as you do this, you find that it's actually more effective than expected. Uh, The five guys don't just reach up to clutch at their ears. They kind of slump as if their strings have been cut and they are marionettes. Whoa. And are just like slumped looking at the ground. Arms uh, dangling, still holding on to their guns, but their guns drop from where they're pointing. Uh, I think what does happen here is that as whatever is controlling these bodies attempts to reconnect, it also assaults your mind, uh, which would give you the level two harm psychic battery. Um, would me have pushing myself to give me plus two die to resist also count for this, or is it just to resist my own effect? It's the effects of this thing, right? So this is the effect of this roll, I think. So I'm going to have, I assume so. Yeah, so this would be uh, a resolve resist with plus two bonus dice looks that way oh well let's hope on five dice (laughs) five dice five guys okay you got five there so you do take one stress yeah but you you cancel that effect uh the the uh effect comes for your mind and for araxes's mind and you see araxes's uh face goes into that surprised o uh emoji but uh instead you are able to shield both of you and batter that effect away so the soldiers are beginning to recover, but you have some time here to skedaddle if that's what you'd like to do. We're going in, Araxis. Okay, uh, all right. There's too much going on in this head already. Araxis is carrying some type of rifle on him and uh, has a backpack with other stuff in it that we'll maybe find out about later. Okay, uh, so you 
make your way past these uh, people as they are recovering. You can hear them beginning to say things like citizen, 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 citizen. Oh, I hate that. And you recognize the voice of Whiskey Tango in each one of their mouths. They cloned him and made him into plant men. They sure did. Okay. So, right. Good. You are in the facility now. And these soldiers will be pursuing you throughout this scene because they are part of your desperate engagement role. But you are not uh, being noticed by them right now. Wonderful. Do I know where I'm going? Or did I just fully go balls to the wall? I mean, that's what flashbacks are for. <laughs> and maybe you've got some gear that might help in knowing where you're going. I got maps and charts, but I don't know if that could work. So I'm going to declare my maps and charts. Okay. So with your maps and charts, we can just say, you know, a zero stress flashback that you were able to maybe get some help from Lord Fist to get some limited blueprints here. Hey, Lord Fist, I'm going to go help the government. Hey, Rad. Can you uh, steal me a, a bunch of, you know, blueprints for a black site? I love black site blueprints. All right. Uh, yeah, so you've got those. We don't need to spend stress on that because you had the opportunity to do that. And we're already in contact with Lord Fist about this very thing. So um, I think Lord Fist is actually very excited about what's going on here because it's all tied into this cool, weird mystery that you've brought to him. So he's he's very happy to help out with this. There's anything I know about real life hackers is that they're huge nerds for data conspiracies. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can find where some of their like there's they're holding cells for physical forms and there are consciousness cages in this facility and there are servers presumably connected to those where they keep minds shut down the entire consciousness cage and then maybe people will bop back into their bodies uh araxis we're going for the servers we're gonna blue screen them okay we start making our way there araxis is like he's watching your back basically as you make your way there you're walking through the hallways here obviously there's those klaxons going off the red lights the whole deal but this facility doesn't seem to have a lot of people in it who aren't prisoners, almost as if this isn't the kind of place the Solar Free State wants their, even their own people knowing about. This, this is sort of the worst place, yes. Yeah, it's, it's bad. You're making your way past uh, lots of different hallways. It's a fairly large building, but it's the same layout as basically every other building on the sun. It's a concrete square, not concrete, you know. As we've seen, most of the buildings have the identical structure, if not internal layout. So lots of different rooms you can see through the windows of them, or yeah, it's like reinforced windows. You can see through them. There are different names on different doors, and there are sometimes people inside, and those people are usually being held in a consciousness cage or some other type of restraint. And some of the rooms have a name on them, but nobody inside. Uh, so you make your way to the server room, and this room does have a uh, does have you know security. So you can see as you are coming down that hallway, uh, Araxes grabs your shoulder and pulls you back. Says, "Wait, wait, check. Look, look at that." And down at the uh, junction of that hallway, you can see the shape of a shadow hovering uh, that you would probably recognize as those drones you have encountered before. Ooh, hate these drones. Yeah, they suck. Um, just the one? There's, it looks like more than one. Araxis, mm. how are you on the um, hacking while under drone fire? It's not really my thing, but... Uh... 
All right. I might be able to... Maybe I can draw their fire? I'm, no, I might be able to lock them up to give you a really good shot, like I did with the guards back there. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, um... So is it, do you want Araxes to do hacking, or do you want Araxes to blow them up? I think Araxes is... Araxes looks like he's like probably here to do the shoesting that I can't. <laughs> that you're not as good at. Yeah. Like, I, I absolute butts with any sort of weapon. <laughs> Yeah, and he has a gun with him, so he seems like he knows how to use it. <laughs> I assume it's not for looks. <laughs> I brought this gun. Doesn't it look really go well with my eyes? I was like, oh god, that's something that Yellow Swaggins would do. Yes, but he would also be able to use it. Yeah, like he's violent. Um, all right, I could stun him and then go for the like mainframe, so to speak. <laughs> um, all right, let me try to. I want to use Sunder again, mm -hmm. and I'm going to. Use one of the gambits, one of the two gambits, instead of um, pushing myself with stress. And then I'll, I'll pay one stress to give myself and um, Araxis the plus two die. Okay. So I just, I, I, I self-bomb them again. And then I try to go for the mainframe while Araxis takes shots. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be, uh, you're in a risky position now. And this will, again, have standard effect with your pushing yourself. There's tier differences to keep in uh, mind here. Two, two, one. Okay. Two, two, and one. I mean, you know. This is about what we what we expect for four slip. Is, um, I've been making a curve and it's bad. <laughs> okay, so the drones spin around as you begin to sunder and they start flashing lights at you in a specific pattern. And the pattern of the lights that they flash on you completely scrambles your, like, just completely scrambles you. So you, as you are trying to set up your sundering, you're not even able to begin doing the effects before these lights start to take you out, causing the uh, level two harm to you again of scrambled, brain scrambled. But no, I have set up many defenses in my mind. Okay, let's give them a, a roll to resist that with your resolve. Six yes. amid four ones. <laughs> Good Lord gravy. God, it's one, not, six, one, one, one. <laughs> it's not mathematically, like, it doesn't make any sense. Actually, for Slip, it does. Yeah, poor Slip. Okay, but you don't take any stress to resist this. Uh, so the scrambling effect uh, is able to prevent you from doing your sundering action on these drones, but uh, they are, it is not able to do the return the favor attempt they were making there. So these drones are still coming at you. Uh, Araxes starts shooting at them, but uh, probably will need some assistance to deal with them. He's not like a Green Beret or anything. He is just a guy. <laughs> He's the guy with a gun. Um, I think Slip tries to... I'm not going to use the Sundering effect, but just for fluff purposes, Flip, Slip tries to um, do a smaller version of it in like one or two of the drones and turn them on each other. Okay. Um, so it's probably... What, do you, what action are you looking at here? It might be Sway. It'd also be a tune. I think... Hmm. Let's see. Sway. I could see Sway or Hack being standard effect here. With the tune being limited. Go for Sway here. Okay. So perhaps having noticed the pattern of, of the lights they're using to uh, scramble you, you're able to communicate with them using similar flashes of light. I'm hoping. So you'd still be in a risky position here, and you'll have standard effect, as I said. Two and a two. Okay. I mean, it's increasingly unlikely here. Um, you slip into a desperate position as the five guys start to catch up with you. And they are, you can hear them cocking their guns, citizen, 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 citizen. Stand down, citizen, stand down. Just this cacophony of five overlapping voices, all saying the same thing, but not quite at the same time. 
do or die, Araxis. Araxis pauses in his shooting at the drones to look at you and uh, flinches back as a bullet strikes the wall near his head. And uh, he says, which ones you want? I'll take the others. Drones are mine. He nods and gives you a pat on the shoulder. Godspeed. Godspeed, brother. And he turns and uh, charges back up the hallway, Han Solo style, towards the five super soldiers. Ooh, he's gonna fucking die. He's gonna fucking die and it's my fault. Ah! And Slip runs with the drones. <laughs> okay. What do you want to do? Are you just trying to get past them? Or are you trying to still do something to them? I think at this point, I want to give them the runaround long enough that they, they split up. And then I want to try to go for the mainframe if I know where it is. Okay. Sounds like that might be Skulk? Might be. Yeah, I think so. Unless you're trying to trick them using... I don't know, systems in the area or something like that. Now it says under the getaway, I gain potency when I scramble or helm to avoid capture or run a blockade. Would you say this applies from the probable cause sheet? Yes, it absolutely does. You're scrambling to avoid capture right now. I think in episode one flavor, uh, Slip is just fully booking it crazy, <laughs> moving much, much faster than the busted chassis would uh, uh, elude. Okay, this will be desperate great then. With your increased potency on Scramble. Black Arrow, I have never lost you. <laughs> I have always retrieved you when I fired you. Now you must do your work. And strike deep in the heart of the dragon. A five! It worked! My speech! It worked. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you are able to yeah make it past them and confuse them enough that you get through to where you want to go. Um, I think the downside here a desperate consequence is uh you hear a cacophony of gunfire in the distance and then it is silent mm, it's my fault okay you are in these you're in the room you're in the room where you want to be central servers here we are every cage is getting busted open i'm opening i'm turning off consciousness cages and i'm opening all the doors I don't care. Like, I'm sure that there are political prisoners and there are people who no one deserves to be here. But I'm sure that there are no. like ac actual bad people here. I don't care. I mean, maybe, but I doubt it. Does anyone deserve to be here? Uh, again, first point, no one deserves this place. That's right. Okay. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, you are in a desperate position still. The super soldiers are following you. But, uh, okay. So do you want to just try and wrest control of the server using your magic brain magic brain time magic brain time okay so this server is similar to the uh sim server that you saw wait was emran there no slip was there the sim server that you saw it's a, a pillar of like matrix style data flowing up and down in the middle of this room um, slip was the one with the like precursor artifact that i used to bomb the actual sim yeah i i can declare another one <laughs> You can. Um, yeah, just to like give me a better anchor into the central servers, I think I'll declare that. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you want? Because right now you're with your precursor artifacts, you're at desperate limited. Without the precursor artifact, you're at desperate none to get control of this server. I think I'll probably spend the last gambit to push myself but um, for effect. But I also like say in my own interior monologue, I'm like, Gastrum, if you've got to take over permanently and burn me away to get this done. And I like Slip thinks about Augustus and about the Sunbreakers and about the war being waged on the station. And Slip is just like, abolition was always the most important thing to me. 
And I know that hopefully with more soldiers and more people willing to fight for each other, even if it costs me, me, I want this done. Help me if you can. I think you see like out of the corner of your eye, you see briefly a green cube. And I think like slip, you know, this is a, this is an emotional tender for me. Like I'm actually teary eyed, but I think that slips face like becomes crying emoji. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is my emotional peak. I would say you should mark offerings on your playbook gear because what you have offered is yourself. Yeah, I'll do that. Desperate position. Great effect. Okay. Desperate. Great. I'm going to spend the last gambit for a bonus die. All right. Roll your attune slip. I've never wanted anything more in a game. I've got my fingers crossed. You got a six. You seize control. This server is a horrendous thing as you enter into dialogue with it. This thing looks like like a Lovecraftian horror in the digital space. It is tentacles and teeth and claws and ickers and viscous substances dripping all over the place. And you can see in the folds of its mountainous body, the faces of people in pain, screaming, desperate. And you approach this mountainous figure in the sim as your digital self, which remind us what Slip looks like in the sim. Slip looks like a uh, Frankenstein's monster with a barely featureless body um, wearing like no shoes with like feet that aren't even uh, separated into discernible toes. Um, Basically like a like a Lego person's body, but that sort of looks like a Frankenstein's monster. Slip wears goggles over their really riotous color eyes, um, whereas like a Technicolor dream coat and just otherwise looks really bad. How does this tiny rugged figure this tiny ragged figure obliterate this creature in front of them um slips holding like the precursor artifact um was just like this really intense looking um usb drive that i just like shoved into the pillar itself but in the digital space i i I think it's just like a fun nod to amarin slip has like a a magic sword and uh why not I think that Slip like puts the goggles up, is crying these weird like glitchy tears that are like zapping out to either side of their face. And Slip looks around for Goshram. Behind you, there is an emptiness in this hellscape, a brief area where nothing is bad, as if something has written out all of the horrors in this one spot. And it is following behind you. And in the midst of this spot, you see a cube glowing gold. Um, as Slip uh, like basically flies up to slay this massive simulated horror, um, Slip just says, you're not a real monster. The monster roars in challenge. A thousand mouths open at once in different parts of its body. Each one an ovoid lined with razor teeth slavering jaws dripping acid and bile as you fly towards it each one of those mouths in tandem roars and rather than it being a sound it eradicates sound all around it and in that moment of complete silence your blade pierces its viscous hide and it explodes into nothingness you see the bodies of the tormented and condemned flying away 
in all different directions, reaching up towards the sky, sheathed in golden light. As this happens and the creature disintegrates around you and this simulated world begins to shake itself apart, you see one of those golden figures flying directly towards you and you recognize in the last moments before you recognize no more the face of Alejo Cabrera. Hey, bud. Slip, thank you. Just doing my part. He reaches out and holds your face in his hands, and I believe the two of you at this point merge into one. When you awaken, you are quite literally a new man in a new body, in a place you don't recognize, but you sit up. You look down at your hands, and you see that your hands are flesh and blood, and you see that they are not in good shape, but they still feel strong. You can clench your fists and feel that strength flowing through them. The restraints that were holding you in place in the consciousness cage fall away at a touch. You stand up wearing essentially a hospital robe and nothing else. You can feel hair long and tended falling down your back. Alejo, how are you feeling? I feel goddamn awful. Out of the corner of your eye, you see a green cube glowing orange, warm. As it fades, you see the face of Slip fading too. But you can still feel them in your mind. As you make your way out of the facility, which has been completely raised at this point, as if self-destructs had been triggered or something, everybody is making their way out. You see many others standing, escaping, people in human bodies, cyborg bodies, robot bodies alike, making their way out. And you can see on the outside, there are trucks, there are hovercrafts, There are people all wearing the symbol of the Surface Liberation Front, and many of them carrying a banner with an orange circle on it. The circle has been broken into several pieces below the midpoint. People are rallying and attacking as these green super soldiers pouring out of the remains of the facility and arriving more and more of them on transports from the opposite direction. The people flying this banner and the Surface Liberation Front's banner are defending those who are escaping the facility and charging forward screaming and shouting in rage as they attempt to defend the escape of all of these prisoners. Someone comes up to you and throws a reflective blanket around your shoulders, and she says, It's going to be okay now. You're all going to be okay, I think, for now. You look up into a face of minute clockwork detail as Coriander Spearpoint leads you onto a transport to get you home. I think I know you. She smiles, and there's a click, click, click as she does. Perhaps you do. Perhaps you did. Let's go. She pats your back as you get into the transport, and she slaps the side of it, closing the door. And there are other people here as well, other prisoners, many staring into the distance, looking as you would, escaping such a thing, such a fate. And uh, you drive away, you can see her out the window. She turns around and reaches into her robe and pulls out a tube. She gives it a flick and it expands into a spear and she charges into the fray as well. Tough old lady. She's a tough old lady. I think this is the end of this session. What do you think? Golly gee. Yeah, I think that that's great. Well, thank you for joining me. I've been Arp. My pronouns are here, they. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber. Follow the show at Broken Sun RPG or visit our website at BrokenSunRPG.com. Today I've been joined by the inimitable Mike Blood. Hey everybody, I've been, I've been Mike Blood. They, them. I played Slip. They, them. 
as close to a hero as I can make them. And uh, Alejo Cabrera, among hundreds of others, are free. And that's what Slip would want. That's what I want. That's what we all want around here. All right. Until the next time, all the best. All the best, folks.